we are finally going to get into the banana conversation. So, what do I mean by the banana conversation? Um, we're going to be talking not just about the Peace Enter Comedian, but um, I suppose you already know because you know the title. Uh, we're going to be talking about why people get upset at art. Um, I feel like I've made comments about things uh, relating to this topic in other videos, especially when we talked about like what is art in the past, um, or man, I don't remember the name of the episode where we talked about Richard Prince. Uh, yeah, so I, I want to discuss like the banana piece enter comedian. Um, if you don't know, I will in the YouTube video put a picture of it. Um, but I will also just describe it here in the podcast. And I forgot the artist's name, so I need to look that up because it is what is it? Uh, Maurizio Catalan. So uh, basically, it was at Art Basel, uh, Basel, Basel. I don't know. This artist, I will call him a conceptual artist primarily, or just yeah, conceptual artist. Duct taped, duct taped a banana to a wall, and that sold for one hundred twenty thousand dollars. Now, I didn't really do much research, because that's just how I roll. But I do have some things to say about it, and again, this is a broader conversation. It just starts with the banana thing, because it's been floating around my Facebook for weeks, and I can't believe it's still a thing, and basically I don't understand why people are so up in arms about it. Like, I'm up in arms over the fact that people can't get over it. Like, I, I don't understand what the big deal is, people are upset about it, people are going pouty about it, uh, again, in, in the... YouTube video, there, I'll, I'll share this this picture, this meme or whatever. It was just like, someone, I, I'd seen this many times, and I've commented a couple times on people, especially other artists, visual artists or writers or, or photographers or whatever, I guess those are visual artists too, but I had seen, it's mostly coming from other artists getting like upset about it, and I don't, I just don't get it. Um, so this, anyway, this, this thing that I was going to show in the YouTube video for the, those who are listening on the podcast, it was just basically like an, an illustration of an artist carrying like a small, like, um, hard case portfolio with drawings falling out of it, like beautiful portraits and stuff. And then it has like a speech bubble and it says, why do I even bother because of the banana thing? Like it shows the banana somewhere or whatever. And it was just like, really? Like... This seems so pouty and, and like, a pity party. Ugh. Okay, so a little more background info on the banana thing, on Enter Comedian, because that, that's the thing. <sighs> no, we'll get to background in a second. So people are getting upset about it. Again, I don't know why people are getting upset about it. People are like, oh, man, that's not art. I guess that's been the discussion is that's not real art. And I was like, well, okay, this is what happened. Somebody made something, and somebody bought something. And that's it. That's all that happened. You know, an artist, or if you don't even want to call them an artist, an individual created something, they called it art, and then an art collector bought what someone called art. So whether or not you want to believe it's art or not, let's just take that part right out of the equation who cares? Like, it wasn't like the government spent millions and billions of dollars that they could have used for social 
projects and funding in order to buy a banana duct tape to a wall or buy an idea of the banana duct tape to a wall or however you want to put it. Um, that, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's not what happened. There's like a private collector, at least from my knowledge, bought this piece and that, that's it. So I just don't get it. I just really don't understand why people are getting upset about it. Um, why do people get upset at art in general? And it was just like, well, it's not art. And it's like, hey, we already, if you're an artist, you already know. First of all, I think most artists should just say, yeah, it's all art. Um, we, I have talked before, though, about defining art and what I believe is art and what, ex what that includes and what that excludes. And my, wh whenever I think about it, I feel like my definition gets more open rather than more narrow. I feel like at first I had no idea what art was. And then I was put in a position where I had to create a definition in university, so I did. And then that really narrowed my scope of what art was, or what I thought, or what I believed to be art. I still use that definition, but with the caveat that, hey, I haven't revisited this definition in a long time. Um, and if you want to know more about that, you can go back and listen to the What is Art episode that Laura Lee and I did together. Um, it's, it's there. Uh, we talk about wh what we believe is art and what isn't art and what we exclude and include in those definitions that each of us had. So that seems to be the, the thing. The argument is that it's not art. Well, who cares? Like, I just still don't get it. And with that little pouty meme, it's like someone else's stuff doesn't undermine your stuff. Like, you undermine your stuff by posting stuff like that, by creating something like that. You just used your time and energy to create an illustration about how no one values your illustrations. Like, I don't know. Like... I understand that it's social commentary, just like, this is social commentary. It's like my social commentary and other people's social commentary. But I still don't understand why people get upset about it. So now I'm going to go in and, and do some background here on this specific piece. And then we'll go broader and, and whatever. But enter comedian uh, Maurizio Catalan, however you pronounce his name. Um, I see he's a conceptual artist. This is not his first piece of art. This is also not his first piece of what I would call conceptual art. And I do call this conceptual art. Um, he had made, I think his most famous piece is called America, and it's a toilet cast in gold. I don't, I should have looked up how much that cost, uh, how much he sold it for, but I mean, I think that if people saw that, they would understand it as conceptual art. They would understand it as social commentary. They would realize that, okay, the absurdity of spending that much money on, on a toilet and, and what that says. And again, this is a commentary on, on, I think, it could have possibly back then been a commentary on the art market, but also just a commentary on what that individual thought of America and spending habits and excess and things of that nature, right? Um, it's not just saying America's a toilet. Like, it, it's not just one-dimensional like that. I think there's a lot going on there, or more going on there anyway, and that could be appreciated if you were so choosing to do that. And so, th th anyway, that's one piece that they've done before. So, this piece now, we've got the banana duct taped to a wall. I mean, people had, had asked the artist why, and he's like, oh, I was going to do this, like, sculpture of a banana duct taped to a wall, and I was going to do this thing, and I was going to do that thing, and then I decided, like, no, none of the materials really work, so I just taped a banana to a wall. There's a lot of problems with this. First of all, I don't understand, and I, again, I could have done more research, but hey, I, I didn't, so that's just where we're at. Of, of the collector who bought it. I don't know if that information is out there, but this is a real banana 
Like, it doesn't, you know, like, it, it's not like the toilet thing was like, oh, this thing's like, well, even if it was a real toilet, the toilet's not going to decompose and go bad. The banana's going to rot and get brown and gross, and that's going to be it. So, also, it's duct taped to a wall. What is that person going to do? Buy and move the wall into their space? Like, and then watch the banana decompose? And then when it's, like, I don't know. Like, whatever's left is what's left. And so there's times where I've used certain materials in my artwork, and I'm just like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to it in a year from now or ten years from now. It's just that's what happens. That's what it is. And that's my attitude about it is, like, I don't use self-combusting materials on purpose, like, ha-ha, someone's going to buy this, and then in a week it's all going to be invisible. Like, that's not what I do. But there's things that I, I have put in paintings where I'm like, I just don't know, you know, how long that thing is going to last. Like, sometimes it was, like, real flowers. And I was like, I just didn't do the research, and I don't care. Like, it looks really pretty right now, and someone's buying it right now, and I don't really know what's going to happen to those flowers, but that's part of the art. That's part of, of what it is. So you take it or leave it. And that might have been the case with this thing, too. I, I don't know the details on that. But I do know that a lot of people were sharing this thing around and commenting on it without even knowing the title of the work. That's really important. Like, some titles don't mean anything. And in their not meaning anything, they still mean something. I mean, we look at, like, Pollock's paintings, like some of the blue poles. I guess the, there's things there that look like blue, pole, blue poles. Like, there's... You know, some paintings that just have numbers, like letters and numbers, or untitled. You know what I mean? Like, some untitled paintings are titled, like, untitled for a reason, and some of them are just like, I just don't want to give this anything, and the gallery has to call it something. And rather than having just a blank space with quotation marks around it, they just have untitled. Um, like, again, it's, 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 you have to think about art in as many ways as possible, and sometimes not having a title on there is important. And it, it adds meaning to the work by not having a title because the artist chose not to do that. And there's we assume an intention and purpose and a reason and why anyone does anything, including artists. So we assume that they didn't give it a, a what I'm going to call a proper title uh, for a reason. However, I, I don't know what that reason would be all the time, right? Um, but it's something to think about. So... When artists do give things what I would, again, call proper titles or traditional titles or titles with meaning and whatever, more readable titles, we assume those are with meaning too. So why would people just start sharing this thing around and getting all upset about it? And, you know, I don't like to use the phrase butthurt because I just, I don't know why I've just always refrained from using that phrase, but I really feel like that's what, that really fits how people were acting about this. And I feel like most of the people that were acting this way probably would use that term a lot. And this is like the first time I've ever really used it. So, but it just seems to fit. I just don't get it. Like, yeah, most of these people didn't know the title of the piece. They didn't know there was a title. And the title kind of hints at the meaning. So we're calling it Enter Comedian. Oh, we're talking about comedy. We're talking about a comedian. We're talking about maybe the artist is the comedian. Maybe they're telling a joke. Maybe they're hinting at something. Maybe they're poking fun at something. Maybe this is a comment on the art world, the fact that they would price it and someone would buy it. You know, this is what makes me think of, again, which we've talked about before, and I, I only have limited references because I'm not an art historian. I'm more concerned about making art and, and experiencing my life as art and everything else than I am about researching history. I wish I did that more, but... Um, you know, I've used this example before, and it's, it's Burger New York by Andy Warhol, right? Like, it's a video of him eating a burger. And that's it. It's like five minutes. Why? 
I propose that that he did this because if it was in a gallery setting, and again, this is in like the 80s, and you just sat there or stood there watching this, why? Why are you watching this? I mean, he played with the notion of celebrity a lot, and he was one of the first, you know, artist celebrities. I mean, he was huge. People knew who he was. It was like, oh, I'm watching this because it's Andy Warhol. If it was just nobody, maybe they wouldn't watch. And, and I think that was the joke, is like, why are you watching me eat a burger right now? Just because it's in a gallery? Just because it's me? Because someone told you it was art? Like, that, that's, I think, part of it. I think Enter Comedian is, is part of that discussion. And in talking about why things are priced the way they're priced, or why people would buy things, you know, knowing that maybe they'll decompose, knowing that this is just, even if it was a gold banana, you know what I mean? Like, okay, cool, it's a gold banana. I guess the value of the materials has something to do with it? Like a diamond-encrusted banana. Like, however many carrots is good. I don't even know. But it's not that. It's more important, I think, that the material has almost no monetary value. The duct tape costs more than the banana cost. Like, yeah, it's just, it's wild. Um, I like it. I think it's funny. I think that people getting upset about it is really annoying and irritating and also kind of amusing in its own way. It's just this thing that, I, again, I, I don't understand why people get upset about art in general. And this is the one example that I'm using right now because it's very relevant and very uh, contemporary and recent and on people's minds. Uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I need to add in the fact that, that obviously there's things I don't consider art. However... They just happen to be different things, and I have different lines and different definitions and different things that irritate me. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, like, it's... I, I really... I, I make a strong case for it, and the case is that it's conceptual art, and it's commentary on, like, that, that he's in on the joke, that he created the joke. He's not even just in on it. The artist created the joke. This is the joke. And if you can provide social commentary and criticize the art world while benefiting from it, Man, you're laughing all the way to the bank, right? Like, that's that's just yeah, that's legit. Like, that's that's so good. Oh man, I I just really I didn't pay attention to that piece that much until I started seeing it more and more and more and more and more. Like, I saw it and I wasn't immediately like intrigued. Like, oh, let me read about this. What is this all about? Like. No, it was because it kept getting posted and people kept commenting on it and people getting upset about it. And I was like, what is going on? Why are people getting in a twist about this? So I just think that like, oh, man. Okay, I was saying I have my own lines, my own biases, my own definitions, my own things that irritate me about art or what people call art. I try to open my, my thing up more. And, and I really still feel like I want to have a definition of art. I want to say that art is only capital A art or like important art or art that has a meaning and a message and everything else maybe could be design. Like that's what I've kind of resigned myself to for a long time. I really feel like art needs to have a definition. I feel like art needs to have boundaries. And so again, if you want to go back and listen to that what is art episode, it's there. But I, I really feel like, you know, it, it needs to have something. It just can't be like everything's art. No, everything can be art or anything, like, you know what I mean? Like, but it has to have meaning there. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it has to have some intention and purpose in their meaning. I create design work, and, and I've embraced that over the past couple years. I, I create things that are aesthetically pleasing with not much, if any, meaning at all. Sometimes I make art about art, and that's somewhere in between what I would call capital A art or just art. 
and design work. Um, but I've definitely embraced design more and more the past couple of years. And a lot of my abstracts, I think, fit more into design than they do art sometimes. Um, I feel like just having fun painting. I'm like, man, this is just fun. Like, I've there's a skill set that I have now, and I just want to do stuff with it that's fun. And it doesn't have as deep meaning as, as all my stuff did before. Uh, in university, I was very, very, very concerned with meaning. And every single piece had this, had this intention and purpose that was layered. And over time, I don't do that as much for many reasons. One is I don't have many, as many personal things I need to say through my art. Or that's not true. Just different forms. I write now more than I was in that period of time. Um, maybe I'm also not as angry, and I, I was making a lot of angry art then. Either way, there's things that irritate me too. So why do people get upset about art? I guess it comes down to the fact that we get upset about art when we don't think it's art. Because there's... The times that I get upset about it is, is when, it's in, when it's an individual. An individual is presenting themselves as an artist because they believe that artists are a prestigious thing and, or an important thing or a, something that should be on a pedestal or revered. And when people do that, like, it's, it's not that I can't relate to that notion because I'm like, yeah, artists are important. I mean, a lot of people are important whether artists or not. I, I really love creative people. I love what they can bring to me and enrich my life. And that's why I'm, I'm a fan first before I created anything, really. Like, whether it was music or writing or visual art or whatever. Like, I'm a fan first. And I believe it enriches my life. And I just so happen to be a creator of things as well. But, you know, when there's certain people that, that benefit from art when I don't believe they're making art, yes, that annoys me. And that I understand. Um, but I mean, obviously that they don't fit into my definition of art. Their stuff isn't having an intention or purpose. It's very shallow and base. And in my opinion, doesn't mean anything. And they're benefiting from this, this title of artist when there's nothing behind their work. I understand how that could be frustrating for sure. And I think that's maybe why, what a lot of people are doing with, with this, uh, saying like, that's not art. That's not real art. And like, okay, but so many of the people saying the stuff, I don't really feel have stood behind their own definition of art. They haven't really considered things. It's just a, an immediate reaction, and I don't understand. Like, that reaction to me doesn't, especially without not, you don't even know all the facts. You don't even know the title of the piece. And you're just, like, spouting out, spouting off, just like, this is, this is an art. And, like, oh, like I said, the, the thing, the, the pity party of just, like, why do I even bother? Like, hey, someone else was saying, you know, that, like, people may be upset about it. Because they put all their time and energy into into all their their work and and all the, their skills, their hard skills that they have honed over the years, and they're not getting any recognition, and they're definitely not profiting. You know what? I'm in that position. I'm in that position too. I don't benefit from my work in a monetary sense. I barely have any recognition. I'm sure the pieces that do get sold, that people get to keep, or the pieces that I give away, or whatever. Um, or sometimes even just posting my stuff online with some thoughts or it's a piece of writing or something. Sometimes that challenges people. Sometimes they get into it. Sometimes there's a conversation they have with themselves. There's a lot of things behind the scenes that I don't get to see. But I assume that someone becomes inspired for one second or they enjoy it for one second. Or some people may have that piece for their whole life and hand it down their, their whole lives and hand it down and down and down and it stays in the family. Or maybe it'll end up in a dumpster. I don't know. Um, but I know that I'm not, like, I'm in the hole, you know what I mean? Like, even if I wasn't paying for a studio space, I'd be in the hole, uh, just by, you know, all the materials that I buy 
and the pieces that I don't sell, right? And then over time, when things don't sell over a certain course of time, then I lower them in price, and then it, it, it just, it's so far from the time that I bought it that it feels like I'm profiting, even when I know, I'm like, oh, I didn't actually make anything on this. But I, it, that's not what's the most important thing to me. The need for expression is. And so that is why, I, and I, again, I identify with it to a degree. Like, yes, I, I would rather be recognized more than other people who I feel like aren't making art at all, but for some reason they're doing something that caters to the masses, and the masses are stupid. So it, it's like that whole thing of, you know, quit making stupid people famous. It's like if no one was watching the Kardashians, then the Kardashians wouldn't be on. Um, and sometimes people cater to that. And when you play the game, it's really hard for me to be upset at you. I get upset at the audience more than I do at the creator, right? Like, I'm not that mad at the Kardashians. Like, they're, they're catering to a stupid population. And that's just one example. I mean, there's tons and tons of examples of people who make really base stuff for people to consume. And that's, you know, that's what the market is. So in this case, though, I feel like they, this person only had to convince one person that it was worth that amount of money when we're talking about intercomedian, and they did that. And then they created a discussion. I feel like that's important, and that's why I'm talking about it right now, you know? Um, yeah, just kind of examining why do people get upset at art, you know? And a part of me was thinking, like, are people just jealous? Like, I think that's when the pity party thing happens. Like, I, I know I am. There's, like, one artist in particular that I can think of but I had a personal relationship with them. And then they went on to do all these things and get all these opportunities that I couldn't get. And I was just like, man, the stuff you're making doesn't mean anything. And it doesn't really look good that, like either, in my opinion. But it was just like, just because this or just because that thing or, or you, because of this thing, you have all these opportunities. And I was just like, I feel that jealousy. But th that was like a personal relationship too. It wasn't just a random person. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about the Richard Prince thing before, how people get upset about art that way when it comes to copyright and ownership. People get upset about originality, too. And I think, like, hey, this banana thing, this is an original idea. So are you upset that someone had the idea and that someone bought the idea and you didn't think of it? Like, the thing is, the person isn't necessarily buying the banana. They're buying the name. This person has built a brand. This person has, has built something of themselves that that it's a brand it's a name you know it's like i have a maurizio catalan or i had one or maybe i still have the wall in my house or maybe the duct tape i just they maybe they i got the artist to come and install it in my place and it's just duct tape and that's it right the thing is that man even at the event it created this a discussion of sorts there was a performance artist that i don't remember their name now and they just went and ate the banana they just went and ate it and like that creates a discussion. I wonder if Maurizio was, was in on that. I wonder if that was a plan. Because now the original was gone. So they were going to get a replacement banana. And when they t took the art down, like took the duct tape off, uh, and they were going to replace the, the art or whatever, there was a banana and tape it back up again. So, so another artist went out there and, and painted Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, or Epstein didn't commit suicide. One of the two... And it looked like blood that they painted in. And they put it in that space. With it. Like, people played with that idea. Other artists played off of the backs of that attention. And I think that was a funny thing. I think it was a beautiful thing. I think it was a wonderful thing. I think that it wasn't disrespectful, really. I mean, eating the banana thing is kind of messed up. But I'm assuming because there were no repercussions for that artist, 
that I'm assuming it was planned. Um, because that's the thing. What if what if the collector was like, oh, well, that's not the original banana anymore, so I don't want it. Like that creates a lot of discussion. And the thing is that disrespecting things is something that I <laughs> unfortunately enjoy because disruption is what creates discussion and argument and conflict. And there's no story without conflict. There's no interest without conflict. Um, obviously, if it happens to me, then that would suck. Like the whole Richard Prince thing, if he saw one of my paintings online and he, you know, took it and blew it up huge on whatever canvas and it's the the most fine, you know, materials ever and then sold it for a million dollars or $50,000 or even $10,000 or whatever, I'd be like, oh, that was mine and whatever. But again, someone is buying the idea. Someone is buying the idea of the fact that that artist stole my visual and blew it up, added maybe a comment to it, gave it a title maybe, and, and therefore, whatever, the context has changed. It's not really my art that they stole. The visual is. But the visual is part of the whole. And the whole is part of this, like, or the whole is, is an idea. And they sold an idea. And I, I just think that's rad. Like, I, I just, that kind of, you know, disrespect, for some reason, there's that part of me that's like, yeah, good. <laughs> like, I'm glad that they stirred it up, you know? Again, I would be like, I don't know how exactly I'd feel if they did it to me, because I'd be like, oh, I was trying to sell a piece for 50 bucks and I couldn't even do that. And here you come along and you sold it for 50,000 just because you made it bigger and because you're you. I can't, but I can't, I can't be mad at that really. Like it's, it's tough to be mad at that. Um, so why do, why do people get upset at art? I mean, those are the main things I think I want to talk about because I understand sometimes people get upset about, about the content and then they get upset about the placement of the content. Man, let's keep going. Yeah, let's talk about it more. I mean, that's... <laughs> if you don't know already, uh, I was teaching high school art in a small town. City. Not town. In a small city. And um, there was an exhibition that, that, that students from all over the city, uh, all the, their work was in it or whatever, right? And I had heard... Later, after this incident, I don't know how much I, I don't know how much detail I want to go into. Anyway, I was aware uh, that they've had problems in the past where, so this is from K to 12. Like, di like students have an opportunity. There's like, it depends on the population of the school. They might have eight students from each uh, school represented, or 16 represented from each school uh, that are picked by usually the art teacher. And, and they're, they get framed and they get put up and there's this exhibition, um, and I forgot the name of it right now, uh, but there's this exhibition of all the school stuff. And it's great, and everyone comes, and they usually bring their kids and whatever, and it's up in the, this gallery for a while. But I mean, some people make, even in high school, really interesting art, and some people use nudes in their art too. Um, there were some some busts and and sculpture that there were some collages of sculpture I should say collages of like Greek and and you know Roman and and old school like antiquity sculptures and there was like a nude breast and ooh oh no um, and there was a big deal about it like parents made a big thing about it. And, and there was controversy, and it was just like, people got upset. I'm like, the content, first of all, it's not even a human. Like, this is a piece of paper 
of, like, this is a photograph printed onto paper of a sculpture that is millions of miles away that was created hundreds of years ago that doesn't look, like, I mean, it looks realistic in the proportions and stuff, but it doesn't look like you're looking at a human. It's not in any way pornography. I would not define it that way. We have the human form represented in marble and, and you know, and people were going off about it. And I was just like, it's, it's, it was part of a whole concept. It wasn't meant to be, it wasn't even meant to be offensive. And even if it was meant to be offensive, this is an art gallery. So get out. Like, I really believe in the freedom of expression. I really do. And obviously there's consequences to your freedom of expression. You know what I mean? Like hate speech and things like that. But pieces that are not even pushing the envelope with, with, things like that. It wasn't even meant to be controversial. It just was existing as this nice piece of, of art and, and aesthetics. And like I said, it was a collage. Um, it was just, oh no, I don't want my little kid to see a marble statue of a woman. Like I, people have different standards, right? Like it's just a, it's a human thing. It's a, it's a person thing. People get upset about over anything. Um, and people choose to get upset about like, even, you know, the context of art. Like, when you're an adult, you have a certain idea of what art is. And I don't think they were challenging what art was. They were like, I just don't want my kid to see this kind of art. Well, then don't bring them. Like, I don't like to censor or set a standard that, like, oh, because they're in high school, I didn't think that they would be, you know, looking at marble statues at this point. Like, like, ugh. Anyway, what have we covered? We've, we've talked about basically what people define as art. People get upset because they don't think that should be called art, that it shouldn't sell for that much money, um, that uh, people can be jealous for whatever reason, usually maybe related to the money or recognition, fame, opportunities, things like that. Um, and then just the fact that something might be offensive. And that's the other thing too. It's like, uh, I, I really, like I said, I don't believe in censoring. And I really believe that when you're trying to push boundaries and say something, if you put it under the umbrella of art, you can kind of get away with stuff you normally wouldn't be able to get away with. And that's good and bad, I think. Because, um, I mean, there's certain things that are really messed up. Like, I don't, I wish I remember the name of this too, but there was like somebody who, you know, bought a dog from like, like a, like the pound or like an SPC, SPCA type thing, an animal shelter is what I'm trying to say. And they shot it. They like tied it to like a post or something and shot it. And that was, apparently that was art. Like th that obviously crosses a line. You know what I mean? Like you start actually harming living things and that's, that's different. Um, but then we get into like this discussion of, okay, well, they said it was art. So I guess it's still art. It's just really messed up art. And it's art that I wouldn't want to support. Right. Um, but that's like music. Um, well, I was about to go off, I'm going off, I'm branching off into two different areas right now. One thing is like graffiti, right? Like there's some legal graffiti, there's some illegal graffiti. And again, if you listen to the podcast about that, you know my thoughts on that. Um, but if it, if it is done illegally, is it not art anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Like some people would say that it's art because it was done illegally. It pushes the boundaries, it sends a message, it has more meaning. Uh, there's a concept, there's a reason why it does that versus on a canvas, it would mean even less. So it'd be even less art by some people's definition. Um, and then vice versa, some people think it's only gonna exist in a gallery. I mean, or that art only exists in a gallery type setting. So um, the other branch I was gonna go off into 
Well, well I forget, so there you go. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Or about to say? Oh, with music, yes. Um, that's the thing, music is like... I wouldn't want to support certain musicians. I still consider them musicians. I wouldn't want to support certain artists. Uh, if I, I mean, let's say I like the music, but maybe the lyrics are absolute garbage. Let's say I like the lyrics and the music, but I can't separate the art from the artist because the artist is a bigot. So I don't support them. I mean, that's like this guy who shot the dog. It's like, whoa, like, if you're calling that art, I mean, like, that's pretty messed up art. And I can't even not call it art right now, but it's way more than that. Like, it's animal cruelty and, and abuse and, like, wow. Like, those are some boundaries you're really pushing there that I don't support. I don't support that type of, you know, you're physically harming things. Um, things being real, living, breathing things, not inanimate objects like walls. Um, and obviously that can financially hurt somebody if they have to go clean that up or, or whatever, right? So there's discussion there. I, I don't know. Why do people get angry about art? I think that artistic license is something that that invites people into the conversation even more and invites people to, to comment and get upset about it in ways that they wouldn't if we didn't call it art. So I think that notion is really interesting too. I think that if, it, if art didn't already have this rich history um, that we keep trying to question, then... It, it has a tradition of pushing boundaries. It has a tradition of, of meaning and trying to say something and trying to reinvent itself and people pushing back and, and all these different things happening and all under the umbrella of art, right? Um, that is part of art's history. So people feeling like they can comment on it is, is really interesting because um, it belongs to everybody. That's the, that's the beauty of art. Once it's out there, it belongs to everybody. And that's a discussion too of just like, once, you know, even if you create something and you put it on a gallery, is it yours anymore? Like, how much of it is yours? Like, people view it and people interpret it the way they want to and give it a certain meaning that maybe you had no intention of. And maybe you're okay with that. And maybe you're not okay with it. And that's a whole other thing. But, but it, it's this interesting dynamic of viewership and art and, and who gives pieces meaning and who gets to say what is art and what is not art. And it just fascinates me sometimes what people decide to get upset over. Um, man, I get upset over tons of stuff. I shouldn't talk, but I mean, I am. So, um, I think that's going to wrap this one up because I, I, I don't really know what else to say about it right now, but it's, yeah, it's just interesting what people get upset about. Um, and that this week is my artist life.